0: The Daily 202 is sponsored by T. Rowe Price. Check out The Confident Wallet, a personal finance podcast series by T. Rowe Price and The Washington Post Brand Studio. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, February 27th. In today's news, President Trump calls Kim Jong-un his friend as their second summit begins. The House votes to reject Trump's declaration of a national emergency. And Pakistan says it shot down two Indian fighter jets. But first, the big idea. Today, Michael Cohen, President Trump's former lawyer, will tell Congress that Trump knew His longtime advisor, Roger Stone, was communicating with WikiLeaks about publishing stolen emails from the Democratic National Committee. In the opening statement that he plans to deliver at 10 a.m. to the House Oversight Committee, Cohen calls Trump a racist, a con man and a cheat. He also levels accusations that the president personally signed a check to cover what he describes as hush money payments to keep quiet an affair with adult film actress Stormy Daniels. Cohen will portray Trump as a virulent racist in private. He will say that Trump never directly told him to lie to Congress about his business dealings in Moscow, but he claims that the president implicitly encouraged him to do so. At one point, he even compares him to a mobster. Then he plans to testify that in July 2016, shortly before the Democratic convention, he overheard Trump and Stone having a phone call discussing Assange's plans. He says Trump asked Stone to keep him updated. WikiLeaks released stolen DNC emails three days before the Democratic Convention. Next, he will say Trump directed him to pay off Daniels and lie to Melania Trump about the relationship. Cohen provided Congress a copy of the $130,000 wire transfer he sent Daniels as attorney during the campaign, as well as what he describes as a $35,000 check signed by the president from his personal bank account in August 2017, seven months after he took office. A copy of that signed check is going to be displayed on a big screen during the hearing. Cohen says it was one in a series of installments Trump made to reimburse him for the hush money payout. Cohen pleaded guilty last year to campaign finance violations related to the payments to Daniels. Trump claims he never told Cohen to send the money. Then Cohen will testify that Trump continued negotiating for a luxury condo tower project in Russia throughout the 2016 campaign. Cohen has pleaded guilty to lying to Congress about that project in 2017. Cohen says Trump knew of and directed the Trump-Moscow negotiations all through 2016, and that he lied about it repeatedly on the campaign trail when asked. He says Trump's personal lawyers also reviewed a draft of his false testimony to Congress ahead of time and signed off. Finally, while Cohen plans to testify that he doesn't have any direct knowledge of the Trump campaign colluding with Russia— He does recall an encounter, probably in early June 2016, between Trump and his son Don Jr. that he suggests may have been related to the infamous Trump Tower meeting with a Russian lawyer whom intermediaries had said would provide dirt on Hillary Clinton. The president attacked his former lawyer this morning as a liar and criminal. Trump says that he's testifying against him in order to get less prison time. Cohen starts his three-year sentence for his crimes in the next few months. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Trump has opened two days of summits in Hanoi by offering a public embrace of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. He referred to the brutal authoritarian ruler as my friend and held up communist Vietnam as a model for economic growth if Kim pursues steps to denuclearize. Trump's overture to Kim came hours before they were scheduled to meet for the first of two days of meetings including a social dinner Wednesday evening at the luxurious five-star Metropole Hotel in Vietnam's capital. White House aides have said the president is determined to sell him on a vision of modernization and present him with a choice between global isolation or burgeoning economic growth if he gives up his nuclear weapons program. In brief remarks during an appearance with Vietnam's president, Trump said he marveled at the construction projects his motorcade passed by during his drive into town after landing at the airport. Yet if Trump aims to show he's focused on the high-stakes summit with Kim, he appeared to undermine that shortly after wrapping up the meetings with the Vietnamese. In addition to his attacks on Cohen, which you can expect from a counterpuncher like the president, he also went after Senator Dick Blumenthal, the Democrat from Connecticut, mocking him, as he has in the past, over questionable statements that Blumenthal has made about his military service. Trump said he discussed Blumenthal with the Vietnamese leadership. Number two. The House passed a resolution yesterday to overturn Trump's national emergency declaration at the southern border, but fell short of the two-thirds majority necessary to overcome the president's certain veto. The 245 to 182 tally was mostly along party lines, though 13 Republicans defected to side with all the Democrats on a vote that effectively became a test of GOP party loyalty to Trump. Of the 13 Republicans, four conservatives with strong libertarian leanings, The other nine are moderates who represent swing districts where Trump's unpopular. Mitch McConnell says the Senate will vote on the resolution before the chamber's next recess, which starts March 18th. Several GOP senators voiced concerns about the declaration during a closed-door lunch yesterday with Vice President Mike Pence. One of those senators was Ted Cruz, who questioned a Justice Department attorney who was at the lunch about how a future Democratic president might be able to use similar emergency powers if the precedent is upheld. Only four Republican votes would be needed in the Senate to pass the resolution, assuming all the Democrats back it. But 19 GOP defections would be necessary to override a Trump veto. And that's just not going to happen. Meanwhile, House Democrats held two hearings yesterday to cast a fresh spotlight on the Trump policy of migrant family separations. Several Trump officials acknowledged to the House Judiciary Committee that they did not speak up to supervisors or attempt to stop the implementation of the family separations, despite warnings that it would traumatize children. At another hearing on Tuesday, the House Oversight Committee voted to subpoena records from the Justice Department as well as Homeland Security and Health and Human Services for documents related to the policy. And newly released internal HHS documents revealed that the agency received more than 4,500 Complaints of sexual abuse against unaccompanied minors in custody between 2014 and 2018. In addition, the Justice Department received another 1,300 complaints during that same time frame. Yikes. Number three. Pakistan says it shot down two Indian aircraft inside its airspace and launched strikes on Indian-controlled Kashmir. The operation came one day after India sent jets into Pakistani territory for the first time since 1971. This is a further escalation in tensions between two nuclear-armed neighbors. Pakistan's foreign ministry released a statement saying its aircraft carried out strikes across the line of control, which is the unofficial border that divides the Himalayan region of Kashmir. Pakistan's armed forces say that an Indian pilot has been arrested by Pakistani troops. They say one of the Indian jets went down in Indian-controlled territory and the other crashed in their territory. India has not yet confirmed this. Reuters reports that at least three Pakistani jets entered the Indian side of Kashmir and were intercepted by Indian aircraft. Commercial flights have been suspended in the region, including to and from cities in the state of Jammu and Kashmir, as well as the neighboring state of Punjab. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, February 27th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Homan. It's going to be quite a day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.